episode 589 for December 2019. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song was the most popular song on the Billboard Top 100. It's uh, Rod Stewart singing Tonight's the Night. It's going to be all right. I love me some Rod Stewart. I, I enjoy him. Uh, so going back to 1976 for this spider history, before we get there, I want to thank people that made this episode possible. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And they said, hey, we know it's expensive to host a podcast. We know it's expensive to host a lot of bandwidth and a uh, popular website. So we're going to help you out. We appreciate the hard work you do. So we're going to chip a few bucks and get some exclusives through Patreon. So personally, I want to thank Robert, Zach, Josh, James, Alex, Frazetta Hulk, David, Laura, Sarah, Byron, Dowd, Thomas, Ricky, Michael, 2099, Craig, Venji, Patrick, M, Andrew, Michael K., Hafskimo, Bob, JB, John, Austin, Stephen, Stuart, AJ, Jay, Muhammad, Chris, Scott, Kian, Nick, Taylor, Will, Symbiobro, hashtag something good for you, Frederick and Stephen. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. A couple perks as a thank you for helping us pay the bills. I release every podcast two weeks earlier to ex- uh, the Patreon page, uh, more earlier than everybody else gets it. Also, you get exclusive podcasts that uh, is only available to Patreon members, which is the Spider Satellite titles. Uh, we review at least 15 to 20 every episode. It's a long show where we tackle everything that has Spider-Man in it for the month. We also have done uh, fun episodes where we review the DLC for the PS4 Spider-Man. We also did a Who is Kindred, Who Think Kindred Is, etc. So there's a lot of fun content up there. If uh, you'll log on and support the site and log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, Rod and JR and George, let's get back to 1976. So, uh, for this Spider History, wrapping up 2019, we're going back to 1976. It's the... uh, Let me see if I can figure out how to say this. Is it the fourth time Spider-Man gets a new number one? Because we've got uh, Amazing, Spec the Magazine, which lasted two issues. You've got Marvel Team Up, and then Spec number one, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number one, was introduced this month and year, December 1976. Yeah, but this this was a special one. The others Why? don't care. Why was this oh, one a special it was- one? Because it was another Spider-Man title, exclusively Spider-Man. Yeah, Jeff you know, Mar- Marvel team-up was just kind of a uh, well. It, it, it was fifty percent Spider-Man's book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a re- it wasn't a real Spider-Man book. You never felt that it was, you know. Uh, and, I, and I think, uh, in fact, I think uh, SpiderFan.org uh, once referred to Marvel team-up as Jerry Conway's unwanted homework assignment uh, <laughs> because it always seemed to, you know, I mean, the, the the nature he seemed to be phoning it in on most of those stories that he wrote. That, uh, uh, that does a disservice to a lot of the good Claremont stories right. that came out of that came so, out of team-up. Let's take a look. Well, no, but I, I'm thinking he's talking about he's talking about Conway's run specifically when it was yeah. the when it was the second Spider-Man title, and I think Conway was doing it exclusively. Taking a so look at, at this that cover, uh, you've got Spider-Man clinging to the side of a wall. It says first issue collector's edition by popular demand. Spidey stars an all-new action series, and it features the stinging return of the tarantula. 
Mm-hmm. The cover price was thirty cents. Uh, if you look up in the top left, it says the spectacular non-hyphenated Spider-Man. What is that, editor? <laughs> that is only something only you notice and care about. I the know. rest of us, the rest of us in 1976, <laughs> at least the one, at least the ones who who weren't eating, you know, uh, Gerber vegetables at the that time. That is true. I was, uh, you know, I was. I mean, we I were, was, we were, we we were going to this comic book store and we saw a number one Spider-Man yeah. issue. Oh, and of course, you know, I mean, you know, Spider-Man. You know, amazing was it issue one sixty three? That was just hold, hold that up. You've got the issue right in front of you. Let me see it. Yeah. There you go. It's not in a bag. What? In well, a- it was in a bag. Okay, it was in a bag. But now I'm bringing it out here. There you what, go. Because I'm actually going to open it. Oh, take read. take a whiff. Take a whiff of that old paper. Take a oh. smell. Oh, rotting. Pulp. Oh my God, rotting wood pulp. Yeah. Oh, there's just <laughs> nothing like it. Nothing like it. Yep. Yeah, nothing like you taking an old book from the 40s or 50s or whatever and just. Yeah. Uh, two two things real quick. Um, yeah. Uh, about about this issue number this this specific issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had this when I was uh, when I was a kid. Um, my mom had bought this for me. And, and again, this is one, I, I was four when this was out. So this was back in the period where I was still drawing dinosaurs. Oh, no. the books for Spidey you, the Pipe. You didn't. So I had a copy of this. Oh, and, no. And, and the four-year-old version of George drew all through this damn thing. Oh, it's, it was your coloring book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's saying uh, Adam in YouTube chat says, I'm glad Spider-Fan can still be used for stuff like this. Yeah, Spider-Fan.org uh, was the very first Spider-Man site I went to on dial-up in a library in college. So uh, Vinkman says, yeah. I had a copy. Yeah, of- it was Yeah, it was like what? It, there was this. Sam Ruby. There was Sam Ruby, and there was the Spider-Man message board. Yep. And those yep. were kind of the – and then, of course, you know, then – the crawl space game 1998 and, yes and after that you know yeah mic drop yeah <laughs> um uh vinkman says the copy of peter parker spec one that i own is the british version so it has a uk price tag um joey says he's happy that he ha- owns all 263 issues of the first volume and adam is laughing that george drew stegron in his book back so. then at four years old i was drawing a lot of t-rexes yeah, a lot of triceratops, uh, and uh, and a lot of uh, of uh, pteranodons. That's awesome. I wasn't so great with the triceratops. George had to draw Stegron because no one else likes Stegron, says Web Century. That's not true. In the seventies, he showed up a lot. Anyway, let's wow, take- Web Century. Here's a big bag of go f yourself. Yeah, okay, <laughs> let's let premiere number one. Go ahead, and right. take me through all this right. one. Well, well, first of all, we have to. Um, oh yeah, Jerry. We have to go. We have to go to the spider's web. Okay. The spider's web. Oh, oh and, and, and also one of the, one of the wonderful things about uh, these old comics is all the ads. Okay. I'm going to screen you when you do it, hold it up. So here. Yeah. And I won't, and I, I can't do it. Just, you can't, I can't do it justice, but would you just look at things that don't age? Well, for example, okay. here's an ad. Hang uh, loose. It's the juice. <laughs> OJ Simpson. Oh my. Hey, kids, this is O.J. Simpson coming at you with a switchblade. Oh, no. With, oh, uh, oh. with juice mobiles, multi-purpose shoes, you know, and it's like, uh, 
Wow. You know, I mean, so you, you can, you can, <laughs> you can run from the police like OJ Simpson. Hey, real quick. What's up with OJ? I, I mean, besides the glove, what, what's that Spider-Man ad? What's that Spider-Man? Well, ad? it's not really a Spider-Man ad. It's, it's uh, take your favorite superheroes to school. They're uh, book covers, I guess you can, in other oh. you know, it's like, uh, I'm not sure what they're for. I mean, but I guess I remember you know, those. They're, they're, they're book covers. Remember when you had to wrap your textbook up to protect them back in the day when we were kids? I had to. I had to. I remember that. I didn't that. really protect mine. I just beat the hell out of them and turned them back <laughs> in. But, uh, you know, spilled Kool-Aid on them and, and things of that nature. But anyway, that's just that's that's that's, that's, funny. One of the, that's one of the thrills of just seeing how much how badly some of these comics have aged. Uh, I mean, it's no Nightcat. I mean, but <laughs> um, written by Stan Lee. And then I've got to read the spider's web here because uh, this explains, you know, okay, it's a fair question. Why another Spider-Man book? Why? You have one. We have Marvel team up. Why another one? Well, they go into, they they go into the okay. uh, you know as far as why one because we, we want an extra thirty cents. Yeah, extra, and also because at this time, remember, comics were like only seventeen pages. So by having two Spider-Man comics, they get, you have like a double-sized book now. Money, uh, money, 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 money. No, 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 money. no, 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 no. You guys, you guys are too. Spidey got to eat. Mark, no, Mark, and this is the 1970s. And they got to eat. And Marvel has integrity. Oh, okay. And, and, and here, here, I'm, I'm going to explain why. I'm going to read it. Read it's still it. like oh. money. You know, you see, we don't want this to be just another Spidey mag. Because as far as we're concerned, that kind of reputation is the kiss of death for any character. It happened to another superhero at our dashing competition. There were so many books about him and his friends and his acquaintances and his nephews and his dogs and people he met on the street and total strangers who'd seen him once on TV Ooh. that pretty soon all the stories became alike and one issue is exactly like another. So don't think we haven't jokingly considered Titles like Spidey's Girlfriend, Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> uh, we, we actually Spidey. have that now. Who, who, yes. who wrote this? Is this Stan? Uh, notes from myself. Uh, I'm guessing it was probably, who was the editor? Well, it was Jerry. I'm assuming it was Jerry Conway because okay. he was the writer editor this time. So, so, so essentially uh, in 76, they're, they're predicting everything that happened from like 2000 onward. Exactly. <laughs> from like Corsetta after, you know, to, to, Sobolski. Yeah. Yeah. So don't think we haven't jokingly considered Mary Jane, Spidey's ex-roommate, Harry Osborne and Spidey's aunt may we have, and we won't, you know, so I mean, in 1976, we won't not going to be any spider ma'am. Yeah. Is there, um, we're interested in maintaining interest yours and ours. And the best way to do that is to keep a firm grasp on our standards of quality. They got a point on though. I mean, at, at this point in 76, I mean like over at DC, you got like, uh, like Spider-Man's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Lois Lane had her own yeah, the, These were total shots of DC and Superman is what yeah. it sounds like. On, but on, on Spider-Man, those standards haven't wavered yet, and they won't waver <laughs> yeah, now. until the nineties. Yet, <laughs> I, I, I just, just you know, drawing the line in the sand. This is, yeah. we're not doing this just for money. We're doing this for art. You know, I, 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 I said I blamed Quesada, or I said you know, predicting Quesada and everything that came afterward. I mean, technically, this was going on in the nineties. 
Oh yeah, dude. In the nineties, all you had to do was walk through like uh, like a panel of a book, and you were going to get your own six six issue miniseries. Well, but, but solo, look at the, yeah, the yeah, Spider Verse uh, <laughs> now. I mean, Night gee whiz, you know, Spider Gwen, and uh, it's yeah, it's it's bizarre. So the you first know, issue open is written by Jerry Conway, Sal Buscema yeah. on art. Now, is Conway still writing Amazing at the time? Uh, no, he's or had not. He Lynn left. Wien is. Lynn Wien is. Lynn Wien. Okay, so Jer- Conway yeah. came back. Well, yeah, Conway came back and he had a, he, he did, he kicked off spectacular, but I don't think he even finished this. This is like no. a start of a three-parter. I don't think he even finished this. I think Archie Goodwin wrote another issue or whatever. It was Remember, revolving, first, it was revolving right yeah, for like the, two the years. First couple of, the first couple of years um, of spectacular was pretty uneven, which is kind of funny because Conway admits, uh, he says that uh, um, naturally there'll be some growing pains, some issues won't mesh as comfortably as we'd like. Others may be slightly redundant, <laughs> but in a few months, we expect you'll see something special. Uh, and it took about two years. And I think, uh, t- I think when the, um, uh, the, um, when, well, Mil- when <laughs> Miller, coincidentally, when Frank Miller, Frank Miller, started, yep. uh, and the, uh, coinc- with, with, in, in conjunction with the Carrion, the first Carrion storyline, right. when Carrion really was a cool villain at that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was I literally, a I literally cannot hear carry on mentioned. I can't read the name. I can't hear the name without thinking, without literally hearing Kansas. my wayward, my wayward son afterward. Yeah, I, I know. I, I can't. Well, that was I actually the it. title. That was actually the title of one of the parts. I know. Carrying yeah. my wayward son. Yeah. I just, so, I can't hear the word carry. And I like, and it doesn't even matter if it's comics. Like, if, like if we're talking about it, like in the, and the animal kingdom. Or whatever you well, know. Well, yeah. it, I always you, hear my get, wayward son after it. Well, if you get triggered by titles, wait till you see what the one of the chapter titles of Spidey Super Stories coming yeah, out. This ought to be good. There's a tease. Uh, There's a tease yeah. for this. And, 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 anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll go through here. This Twice fairly quickly. Things the tarantula is the name. Yeah. You know, actually, this is a <laughs> this is pre- a pretty pedestrian story. Um, basically, just what what's happening, you know, is the there's this vi- vice chancellor Edward Lansky who will the name will, who will pop up now and again for years and years and years. He's, he's given some big speech or whatever about need more money for education. And uh, then it looks like they, 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 then he appears to be the victim of an attempted kidnapping. Um, and Spidey steps in and this is the time you see flash and Mary Jane, Mary Jane's playing with, with P, uh, Peter's head right now. You know, she's uh remember she does. She, I mean, she knows he's Spider-Man. She's known this whole time. Right. Uh, but, uh, she's kind of, you know, getting tired of his act. And so she's using flash to, to mess with his head. Uh, so, so anyway, so actually they do, they do quote unquote kidnap the chancellor, uh, and, um, tarantula, you know, Spider-Man fights the tarantula who's covering for the goons and the bad guys get away. Um, later when Peter goes home, uh, glory grant, this is where glory grant is, uh, looking for a job. And, uh, Mary Jane just happens to be there also, you know, just because, you know, you, you know, when New York, you know, New York's a fairly small city in Manhattan. I mean, if, you know, if you're going by city hall, everybody's going by city hall, <laughs> you know? So, um, but, uh, but, you know, Peter, Peter's spider sense goes off, uh, and, uh, because he, he notices that that's the same car that tarantulas goons got away in. So he, he follows them. Um, and, 
you know, we, we see actually, we see that the, the goons get out of the car and the tarantula gets out of the car and we get, we see them, you know, this mysterious figure who's now driving it and he's, and he's obviously the mastermind behind whatever's going on. And there, and there's no mystery as to who he is. Um, the mayor's going to, now they're going to, and, and, and so, what what is the plot here? Okay, <laughs> I mean this is fair, fairly pedestrian. Okay, the order the, the mysterious figure orders Tarantula to kill the mayor while while making it look like a botched kidnapping attempt. And so the mayor, this is when Abe Beam was mayor. This is even before Ed Koch. Okay, uh, back in mayor and when in the nineteen seventies when New York was in the crapper financially and, and everything else. So the tarantula goes to the mayor's office uh, and he's going to kill the mayor uh, and Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man interrupts it. But one, another one of the funny, fun things about seventies comics or, you know, comics before the modern era is when Spider-Man. Okay. So here's this big dramatic scene. Okay. Gotcha. Right here. This big dramatic scene where Spider-Man, uh, attacks a tarantula but the thing is here you look at all these word balloons tarantula has been talking this entire time <laughs> you know you know he's just been rambling 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 yeah. rambling and then spider-man you know and then spider-man so he's monologuing you know, yeah. and, and, and he can and, take a hit in the back and still have a monologue come out. Ex exactly. He's yeah. taking a hit in the back. Uh, and then, you know, then they have a typical superhero, supervillain fight. And for whatever reason, Spider-Man has this one line. When I was 13 years old, I thought it was hysterical. Uh, you know, uh, he's sick of tarantulas talking. And he says, if I have to hear one more word of macho earwax out of you, I'll go crazy. I was 13. I thought, I thought it was funny. You know, just kind of like, just kind of like how Brad thinks some of his jokes are funny these days. No, mine you know are I mean? funny. I thought it, I thought it was funny. Well, Spider-Man and the tarantula go through the window. Tarantula snags the mayor. And as they fall to the ground, tarantula says, you can either take me to jail or save the mayor. Spidey saves the mayor. Tarantula gets away. That's the end of part one. Part two is Craven the Hunter. And part three, we find out that uh, the vice chancellor Lansky was the bad guy all, all the time, which we knew he was. I mean, it was, yeah. it was pretty obvious that he was, uh, that he was the bad guy. Uh, and in issue three, Lansky turns into light man master for the first light time. Master. so that's okay. that's the introduction of of okay. i don't know if light master would see your d list maybe d list um so i mean know, he's better than jackal <laughs> uh, so this so this is uh you know, this is the, uh, the, the first story of Lightmaster, and it's, it's a rather, a rather dull, inauspicious, inauspicious beginning. My, as as I'm listening to you talk about this, I'm wondering what, in your opinion, besides amazing Spider-Man number one, what was the best number one launch of a non ASM book? What started the strong? Cause this doesn't sound like that's strong of a start. None of them really do start. Well, I tell you what, the web number one, web number one, web number yeah, one that's was, good. The original, the, the so-called death of the symbiote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah. you know, and, and but then Peter Parker, uh, well, not Peter Parker, but just Spider-Man with McFarlane, uh, with, with Todd McFarlane. That was the doom, doom. You know, the well, first it doom, sold doom, a lot, doom. but that wasn't that great a story. What there, no, wasn't, a lot, there wasn't a lot in that. To no. store, there wasn't a lot of story to it. No, there wasn't a lot of story to any of no. what, what McFarlane do about three or four stories or whatever. And, uh, he, but did, like that he was, did Morbius. The, he did, uh, ghost rider, go. ghost rider and, uh, Wolverine. Yeah. No, ghost I mean, rider and, and hobgoblin. 
and that was like a five-parter, the Spider-Man in Canada. The Lizard was a five-parter. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't near enough story for any of it. So yeah. perfect 90s comic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, I you know, yeah, it sold a lot of copies. I mean, there's one goofball in particular, I think, tried to buy every variant, uh, you know. And, That's uh, me. I. I'm, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that uh, when he's still having to work at age 70, uh, you know, he's going to look back on that and uh, wonder why he did. That, you know, about so. what? Probably five years. I remember 1990. I uh, have we reviewed ASM? I mean, Spider-Man one in spider history. Have we done that one? Amazing but, Spider-Man? No, McFarlane won Spider-Man. Have no, we ever no, done we have. I, I don't. I don't believe we have. But we let's do that sometime because I've got a good story for it. I'll save it for that episode. Um, oh, can't wait. <laughs> you tease Spidey Super Stories. Anyway. Um, yeah, I know, but people anticipate my teases. Oh, already, good Lord. Know. All right. Okay, let's go. You want to go to Amazing now? Yeah, let's go to Amazing. Okay, so um, let's let me uh, pull it up here. Again, thanks to fighter, Spider Fire Fan. Spider Fan. Spider, spider Fire Fan? I know, exactly. Uh, we're going to the Kingpin. Good looking. That looks like a Romita Senior. Uh, ASM 163 came out in December. It, it, it says DC plus JR. So it, what? Where do you see no, that? No, I mean the the uh, here on the Kingpin DC plus JR. So you're right. I think it is a Romita. Um, oh, 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 I thought you meant DC Comics. Uh, December 19. What are we in? 76. That's right. Yep. Uh, ASM 163 came out on the cover date. Uh, Kingpin's throwing a big desk at Spider-Man with the word balloon. The Kingpin is back, Webhead, and Spidey says, and this time, there's no way on Earth to stop him. All out action in this mighty Marvel manner. Written by uh, Lynn Wayne and Ross Andrew, underrated Ross Andrew on pencils. Go ahead, JR. Yep. Ross Andrew. Uh, always, always one of my favorites. Me too. Um, you know, this is... Um, this was the uh, the first time the Kingpin had come back for see for 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 the last year or so there had been there had been this, these mysterious guys in these purple costumes, you know, flying around or whatever. And they first showed up in the the classic issue one fifty three, which was the longest hundred yards. Uh, they showed up there. They showed up a couple issues later uh, with the Sandman story, and there was this mysterious figure in the background, you know, this huge hulking shadow of a figure, you know, and and uh, he had the uh, the long, uh, I want to call it the Franklin Roosevelt thing or whatever, the, the cigarette with the holder or whatever. So, I mean, it was a dead giveaway who it was, but it was still supposed to be mysterious. Um, so anyway, so Spider-Man runs into these guys again. Uh, and, um, uh, the, 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 these guys are flying some big weird helicopter thing that comes and snatches this bus, a bus, which has this particular, uh, uh, crystal or whatever that that's quote unquote, someone is running, wanting. Uh, but, um, but when Spider-Man, you know, as they start taking it away, Spider-Man jumps on it. They let it go, and Spider-Man looks like he's going to fall to his death. And the sinister mastermind, we have another sinister mastermind. We always have a sinister mastermind. Yeah, generally. You know, so, but actually he's pretty furious. He doesn't want Spider-Man to die. You know, I mean, he's got plans for Spider-Man, so he don't want Spider-Man to die. Well, but, you know, so Spider-Man doesn't die because he's Spider-Man. All right. <laughs> well, then we go to... Uh, we he's, go got, to he's got two books, three books coming out a month now. He can't yeah. die. Yeah, he can't die. He's too much of a cash cow. Yeah. But, um, you know, him and, and all of his all his amazing friends. Um, so anyway, so Peter is bemoaning, you know, the fact that, you know, Mary Jane's messing with his head. And issue number 163 is uh, actually another... 
it's a, it's a minor, um, you know, it's not a, uh, you know, major landmark or anything, but it's a, it's an interesting little minor landmark because Peter gets his apartment furnished. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. you know, glory the most unfortunate, un unfortunate curtains ever. Yep. So glory feels sorry for him because he doesn't have any furniture. So, you know, so they throw a surprise party and of course, you know, boys and girls, I mean, I don't know if you can see this, but there you go. You know, this is the, the first with the wooden Indian, you see the, the wooden Indian, which uh, yeah. winds up getting stolen later. And I think in web of Spider-Man, it uh, does. Some, yes. Uh, a kid, kids rob uh, Peter's apartment and they take the wooden Indian too. And, and Spider-Man catches them. Uh, but he leaves them webbed to the wooden Indian. And then the last, I think Peter David wrote it maybe, but you know, yeah. uh, but in the last panel is the kids webbed up to the Indian and one going, you had to take the wooden Indian. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is the first wooden Indian. This is also the first, remember the bear, this big bear. Yeah. Where the did first, they get that bear? I forget the that. first bear. I, he didn't, he doesn't say who, who necessarily provided these, but yeah. the bear, of course, you saw periodically for years. And then uh, years later, um, the, the unfortunate curtains that George was talking about, the plastic curtains, they caught on fire and, um, yeah. And Peter, uh, try Well, no, actually they, I think the bear caught on fire and Peter used the curtains to put it out, but the curtains were like plastic. So they melted oh, on yeah. the bear. That's right. So, so Peter threw the bear away. Um, and, uh, he said, yeah, I, you know, I always thought it was kind of silly for a man to a grown man to have a big bear. Yeah. Uh, but when Peter throws dumps in the trash, this man walks by, you know, he's got a Superman belt buckle, uh, and curly hair and he's going, gosh, what a really great bear, you know? And he takes it with him. Well, the guy is Len Wein. Uh, and the, uh, the writer oh. at the time, I forget who wrote it, but again, this was years later. And, uh, someone in the letters page wrote, was that lean ween who came and took the bear? And <laughs> the writer said, yeah, yeah, it was. We figured since he's the one who gave it to Peter in the first place that he might as well have it back. Wow. So, but anyway, so, That's crazy. so Peter's, I mean, you know, you know, the, one thing I liked about, um, uh, Peter's apartment, you knew what his apartment looked like. And it was mm -hmm. like this all the way up to DeFalco but until he got married or right, really, until, he, got until, married, until he, he went to the mansion with Mary Jane. Yeah. Um, to the deluxe apartment in the sky. Yeah. But I see here. Yeah. No, go but, ahead. But uh, that's one thing that they often overlook is Peter's. I can't really, I, I know he's with Fred and Robbie right now, but I don't know the layout of his apartment. And I think friendly neighborhood Spider-Man was supposed to tackle who's in his apartment, but you never really did before the book got and, canceled. And, you know, and I mean, this place, uh, I mean, you can really, you can find, it's kind of funny because this was in Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, back in the days when Chelsea sucked. I said, George is, George is going to make a point here. He's waiting to make a point. I can see it. I was So I looked up uh, on the Marvel wiki. Mm-hmm. And Len, sure enough, Len Wein is an Earth 616 character <laughs> with seven appearances. His first appearance is listed as um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man uh, Volume 2. No, I'm sorry. Amazing Adventures Volume 2, number 16. Um, he's listed as seven appearances, hmm. which include, uh, hang on here. Giant size X Men number one, 
I didn't remember him from being in Giant Size X-Men number one, but it's been a long time since I read it. Incredible Hulk 213. Peter Parker, Spider-Man number 48. Yeah. Thor 207, Werewolf by Night number nine, and X-Men number 123. Well, there you go. You know, and he recently passed away, too. It's yeah. kind of a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's you know you talk about people dying and uh, stuff, but uh, he recently and and actually talked about people dying. The Star Trek community got blasted here in the well, last. Oh no! Uh, Renee Abergenois died. Dorothy Fontana. That was a that was and, a big, uh, yeah. Charlie Charlie X. Oh yeah, yeah Robert Walker Jr. passed away, and uh, uh, the Nog uh, Aaron. Oh Nog died. Yeah, yeah. Nog died. Yeah, and uh, actually, and Maria Sirtis's husband. Passed I saw away. that too. Yeah. 60, 61 years old. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yeah, it's so yeah. Lynn, Lynn showed up and picked up the bear. Um, also another kind of significant happening in this issue is, uh, um, as you look here, uh, let's see. It's, yeah. See, see the, see the happy couple there. Oh, starting to canoodle. Yeah. Starting to canoodle there. You know, Liz Harry, and and Harry. Liz. Harry and Liz, you know, uh, and you know, li- you know, little Normie's going to come out at Union sometime soon. <laughs> um, and uh, they actually announced their engagement. Um, I think two or three issues later, yeah, when the villain is the Stegron. Yeah. So, but anyway, so so Spider Man. Um, anyway, so 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 Spider Man. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> He figures that well, you know, he's he's George. Did you see that by the way? He was winding up his spider knowledge just to throw it at us. He was winding up. I saw it. It looked like he was fighting off senility. (laughs) That was exactly what it was. That was exactly what it was. That was was like that was like okay. Where am I? Where were we? We just went off on a ten minute tangent about Lynn Wein and a bear. I've had a couple of those moments tonight uh, myself. By the way, Adam says Spec Forty Eight is where he takes the bear. Ah, okay. yeah, and YouTube chat. That was always that. That was always a, that was always a good. Uh, I always like those moments. I mean, I, I really do. Yeah. That was what. That was. I, I. I don't know that they do those anymore. I bet. I don't the, think they do. You Not know, many. I mean, even though, and this is this was. I mean, Stanley's. Um, I mean, Stanley's legacy, depending on who you talk to, is kind of mixed. But you know, regardless of who may have come up with the idea of a certain character or a certain power or whatever, Stan Lee created the Marvel myth, you know, where all of these guys were characters in their own right, you know, and they appeared in, they appeared in Marvel comics. Mar- and- Mary Marvel Marching Society. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, and, and th- I mean, even though Stan was long gone, you know, the, the idea of, you know, Lynn showing up, for example, I mean, it just kind of that, it was part of that whole mythology and, culture that the that the, the writers and artists were part of the mythology too john hunk of the month huh john romita jr i remember that month remember yep i remember that dc and didn't do now, stuff like that yeah and now writers and artists hate us you know i mean they think we're all cry, you know man babies and live in our parents basements and it's like but see this basement this is mine mm-hmm. my basement so you know not my mom's mine and the banks, but anyway, uh, and it, it will be shared with the bank for about another 25 years. Uh, so anyway, so Spider-Man, he's Peter's feeling pretty salty because at this party, you know, Harry, uh, Mary Jane and flash, of course, you know, that's still going on and that's, that'll go on for another couple of months until 
Stegron shows up. Yeah. So, uh, but so anyway, so Spider-Man figures that anybody who's, you know, Peter changed the Spider-Man. He figures anybody who stole this component is using an awful lot of electricity to power it, you know? And so of course that leads him to an abandoned movie studio uh, in on Manhattan in the, uh, the upper, let's see here, the upper fifties, I think. And yeah, the wet, an old unused movie studio in the West fifties, which I suppose it might've been there in the seventies because it sure as heck ain't there now. <laughs> the, 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 the Manhattan of the, this, of the seventies is not the Manhattan of today. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so Spider-Man goes to this old abandoned movie studio, kicks down the door or whatever. And ha ha, it's the Kingpin. And of course the Kingpin says, you know, ha ha, I play, you know, I lured you here. And Spider-Man tells a whole bunch of fat jokes and they fight and the Kingpin, you know, pulls, uh, I, I'm assuming he probably stole this from the penguin, uh, because I think the Kingpin's tie, uh, admit to gas and yeah. knock Spider-Man out. So, so then when Spider-Man comes to, he's, he's, he's strapped to a table, uh, with a, you know, all hooked up for light and sound. And, uh, there's this half, there's this guy in underwear on the, the table <laughs> slab next to him who's yeah. obscured by the Kingpin's body. And the Kingpin says, you know, we're going to, you see, uh, we're going to steal that, which is most dear to you so that he may live again. In just one moment, Spider-Man, we're going to steal your life. Okay, and who who is the he? Well, we'll find in <coughs> excuse me in issue number one sixty four. <coughs> we find out that it's Richard Fisk. That's right. Yeah, because what had happened is you know go back in the eighties, Richard Fix Fisk. Fisk was the schemer. Okay, so he was the schemer, and he was trying to bring down the kingpin. And yeah. when the schemer revealed himself to be Richard Fisk, you know, the kingpin, like, you know, his brain got fried, and yeah. he became catatonic. So he's going to save his uh, boy. Yep. And you know, just oh, I can't believe my son's doing this to me. Uh. So he became catatonic. There well, then, then in the interim, Richard joined Hydra. And mm -hmm. they, uh, they revived the Kingpin. They shocked him back into, uh, they, they shocked him back into, uh, his, his state of mind, but Richard was mortally wounded. Okay. okay. So now what, uh, this, this whole plot is, is that they're going to use, they were using this device. They're going to, for the power up this, this life stealing force and, and Spidey's life force is going to go to Richard Fisk. So Spidey's life force goes into Richard Fisk and the Kingpin just lets Spider-Man go. Says, ah, oh, you're going to die in a few hours anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of just stomping on his head, you know, which, you know, anybody with any sense would do, uh, but he lets him get away. And so Spider-Man goes to Doc Connors and they conjure up a device, which will, which sucks the life force back from Richard into Spider-Man. Um, but Richard has it long enough that it's re-energized his body, so he's going to live. But in the final battle in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, the Kingpin falls to his apparent death in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, you know, and that's the end of that yeah. story. Until next time, yeah. 195, 6 or 7 or whatever. Uh, when, and uh, I've, the, I've the, got some bad news for you, JR. We've lost a YouTuber. Adam says, going to hit the bar. Good night, all. <laughs> Were we that boring? No, he, he needs a drink. <laughs> so good night, Adam. There you go. Well, so, I just, uh, well, I guess, I guess some people are lucky that they don't have to get up in the morning and take their kid to, to take the ACT. So now, you're going to, you're going to figure out what you're going to determine what that's like in a few years. What, what would you like? Marvel team up 52 now. 
Yeah, let's go to Marvel Team okay. of Fifty Two. I like the before we move on. I I like that that the panel of uh, Kingpin hitting Spidey with the desk inside the issue. I like the cover, oh, yeah, too, that's but true. I, 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 desk fighting, good old fashioned desk fight, no doubt. You know. So we're headed now to Team Up Fifty Two, Spider Man and Captain America. Uh, again, Jerry Conway. He just wrote an issue one, and so did uh, Sal Buscema. He just penciled an issue one. Yeah. Whenever they think they're out, they, they bring them back, back in. in. So again, December seventy six. Uh, on the cover, you've got Spider-Man and Cap back-to-back, Danger, Demon on a Rampage. You've got, oh, what is his name? Uh, Batrock. Batrock the Leaper. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Batrock the Leaper. And who's that green guy? No, it's just a nameless monster. Okay, nameless monster. Generic Kirby-esque monster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because remember, this is Marvel team-up. These are like one-and-done stories. Exactly. So, you know, we don't develop anyone or anything. You know, we just have – it's so it's strictly plot-driven stories. Yep. So, so anyway, this, this, one. this story begins with Spider-Man swinging through town, blah, 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 blah. You know, and all of a sudden this portal opens up and this green monster walks through. Because uh, it does, you know. That's that's, well, that's, yeah, a that's what a green. I mean, green monsters. I mean, what what the heck? You expect him to take a cab or something? You know, I mean, of course he's going to walk through an interdimensional portal. Oh my Why God. not? <laughs> so he and Spidey go around, but of course he's you know big green monster. He's too strong for Spidey. And then all of a sudden, all kinds of other people start coming out of this portal, you know. And I guess some of this, and this goes back to a previous cat. America story. All right. But anyway, this guy, this cowboy walks out, you know, and this, and Spidey goes, Hey, that's a cowboy. And this guy goes, Texas Jack to you, partner. <laughs> and I'm assuming that that means something that that character meant something to somebody somewhere. Well, well, back to, uh, Captain well, America 200 uh, or 200 and 201. Something like that. Um, Falcon also hops out of the portal too. Well, we, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. Fal- Falcon and some chick come out and then a bunch of whole other people come out from this dark dimension that captain America has, you know, he left some kind of bomb behind and blew it up. And he, he, uh, he uh, jumps out uh, from the dark dimension into our world. And uh, of course the Falcon is not in his right mind. Let me take care of mental illness the way it used to be done in America. And he knocked, you know, knocks him out so you know <laughs> good grief you know that, that, that's how you deal that's how you deal with mental illness in america in the 70s hit him whatever. in the back you, and then put him over your shoulder and run him. just hit him and knock him out you know you know jr jr just casually throws out dark dimension or something like that i mean the dark dimension is a very specific thing well, yeah, but it's it's just the dark. I mean, it's a plot device. It means almost nothing to this. To it means nothing to Spider Man. Spider Man's history. It's merely a plot device for the story. And if I wanted to learn more about it, I'd read Captain America, which I don't. Because by I the way, know. if you wanted to learn more about it, you'd read Doctor Strange. By the way, oh, jo- George, very good so with your Captain, Captain America doing it. George, very good Captain America knowledge. This issue is referencing Cap two hundred one. Very good. You said two hundred, two hundred one. Oh, yeah. so, yep. Very good. Okay, so now now we go to um, Batrock Z Leaper, and of course Batrock oh. is Batrock is French. So like I'm going to be doing when I do Batrock's lines, I'm going to be using an authentic French accent. Oh great. Okay, so you know, um, so Batrock is. Um, let's see here. He's uh, he, he's 
actually he's kind of bored. He's sitting in, and he's not very enjoying the high life. He's uh, he really needs something to do, something to steal. Uh, and then he he sees the this. He just happens to look out his uh, office patio and he sees this green monster walking by. And uh, like I said, you know, uh, New York. authentic French accent here. Ah, what a stroke of Z luck. <laughs> oh, oh. Since the ill-fated affair of the Iron Fist, uh, I have waited for such an opportunity. Oh, oh. You know, oh, oh. I don't use deodorant. Oh, oh. You know, oh no. I, my women don't, you know, stop, our women don't stop, shave stop. their armpits. Oh, oh. You know, and we oh, all are American. Anyway, so. I apologize anyway, to I, our I, French I, listeners. I see, I see this monster. He is my salvation. If I can make him my slave, I can commit the greatest theft of all time. Now, you sound like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> well, it's written like Pepe Le Pew. I mean, it's like every you know, cyclone talks this way. They all say Z. And it's like, and they say Z when a normal person wouldn't say the, I think, yeah. you know, it just, you know, like for example, he says, what a stroke of Z luck. I mean, mm -hmm. you would say what a stroke of luck. You wouldn't say what a stroke of the luck, you know? We so why it. is he going, why, why doesn't he just say what a stroke of luck? You know, no, he said what a stroke of Z luck. <laughs> you know? So anyway, okay. So uh, this <laughs> big flying shield ship, what you oh, know, big flying, what F shield ship. Shield, shield ship. ship. Okay. <laughs> shield ship, which has, which has transuranium on it. Okay. Oh yeah. That, well, of course. So, so Batrock Z leaper and the big green monster, you know, because the big green monster, you know, just needs a friend and needs some cuddles and, you know, Batrock, you know, says, Oh, well, we French, we French are all touchy and things like that. So oh. anyway, and, uh, so, the, the big green monster throws a big rock or whatever and brings the, the shield ship down <laughs> and and of course and uh, bat rock goes marvelo monami you three you through z car so perfectly eat punch a hole through z engine without touching z precious cargo good lord anyway so uh Oh, oh, you know, it's it's like ah, oh, we all smoke, you know, and uh, we all hate America, and we all worship Shawnee Gall, you know, and uh, so. <laughs> all right, let's all right. leave anyway, France. So Are we done with that one? Oh, well, hell we're done no. Pick, no, we're done picking on no. France, but well, no, we're not done picking on France or this issue. Anyway, so so Captain America finds Batrock and the monster, and you know they start fighting, and Spidey joins the fight or whatever, and. Uh, Let's see here. Well, they uh, Spidey and, and Captain America, of course, use that old treasured fighting device of, hey, there's the monster on one side of us. There's Batrock Z Leaper on the other side of us. And they're com both coming toward us. Why don't we just duck and they'll run into each other and knock each other out? Ah, we've seen that well, move a few times, haven't we? <laughs> so it pretty well knocks Batrock out, but not the green monster because now he's starting to glow. Okay. Um, anyway, and um, and in our in our last uh, last uh, you know thing with Batrock here, uh, you know, was he glowing when you first saw him? He was not Monami, that I am sure. Do you think this glowing is dangerous? <laughs> anyway, so. The monsters, you know, ram, you know, the monster really actually just, it's pretty pathetic. He just wants to get the heck away from New York in the 1970s because he'd rather be, he'd rather be in the dark dimension 
or what was left of it. I don't think actually, I think Captain America destroyed it, but he'd rather be there than New York in the 1970s. All right. So George is shaking his head. I'm assuming that that's not a seizure or anything. So we don't know what the nope. shaking is. Uh, <laughs> so so the, 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 the guy tries to get the, the monster tries to get away on a ferry. Um, and Captain America, really, you know, goes and monkeys with things and blows, blows the ship up, blows the monster up. Um, that's the end of that story. Aunt May happens to be in the hospital. Peter and Mary Jane go to pick her up. And of course, Peter and Mary Jane, remember, they're still on the outs now, you know, and Cap just happens to walk by because I think he's, uh, uh, because he's either on his way to visit the Falcon or he just got done visiting the Falcon. And, you know, the Falcon, he doesn't know if the Falcon's insanity can be cured. Um, you know, so I guess he figures, well, I'll just have to go hit him again. You know, I mean, I just, I just have to beat uh, on him some more. Yeah, so beat on him some more. So, so Cap, you know, Cap is feeling pretty down and Peter's walking by saying, well, what's, what's Cap doing near the hospital? He's the healthiest guy I know. And he's um, got everything an adoring public, a thousand friends, no problems. I wish I was like Captain America instead of a crisis ridden schlemiel like Spider-Man. Roll credits. Yeah. That is Marvel team up number 52. Oh my gosh. All right. We all smell because we only bathe once a week. (laughs) Now let's do one aim for the kids. Spidey super stories. (laughs) Number 20. All right. Yes. It does say. Kirby and Romita on the cover. So, I, oh yes, it does. Right, Kirby there. and Romita on the cover. Look at that. Which you know, I mean, I'm obviously I'm going to uh, you know make some fun of Spidey Super Stories. We're going to have some fun with it. I love but, Spidey Super Stories. But when, but like we've said before, when Marvel did this, Marvel did not did not phone this in. I mean, they put nope. talent on the book. They put the writers on the book. They put mm-hmm. their artists on the book, you know, at least initially. I, I, yeah. I stopped, I stopped getting it after the first couple of years because well, it died in 82, that, I think yeah. at that time, comics went up to like 30, 35 cents a copy. Well, this and I had 35 to, cents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Spidey super stories was always a little more than the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, it was like always a nickel or a dime more because it was more, uh, it had no ads. Yeah. Um, so when the, but then when the regular price comics start start going up, I had to drop Spidey Super Stories because I just had an extra thirty five cents a month. I just I yeah. just couldn't handle. It. But anyway, yeah. yep. hey, it was nineteen seventy six boys and girls, and yep. I didn't have my first job in the grocery store yet. So <laughs> anyway, so Spider Man Spidey Super Stories. Well, first of all, you know if you're reading Spidey Super Stories, maybe you're familiar with Spider Man, but you're not familiar with the other heroes who appear. So. Uh, in fact, uh, George is acknowledging who one of our guest stars is, the Invisible Girl. Because, <laughs> By the way, so all the listeners, is, George has stepped away from his camera. So well, no, George is, George is invisible. Oh, he's invisible to honor Sue Storm. Okay, my bad. Okay. So, you know, we first meet Sue Storm. You know, uh, Sue's secret. Here, let me get you, you know. full screen. Uh, there yeah, you go. Man. Sue's secret. Yep. Sue's secret, you know, is that... Uh, that sounds like a lingerie store. Sue's secret. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> right next to Victoria's uh, secret. Sue's secret. And, and considering, some of the, considering some of the outfits she wore during the burn era, you know... Uh, or actually the 90s, where she had the four cleavage. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't the burner then, was it? It was right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, you know, we learned that she has, you know, she can make invisible, turn invisible and make invisible force bubbles and things right. of that nature. So well, anyway, so we got to go into the main story. The main story is called day of the Ray. 
right. and uh, with the Human Torch guest starring as well. And it opens up with Jake Gyllenhaal here. Here, let me you get know, you. There you go. Jake Gyllenhaal is the villain of the story, nice. and he's developed a hate ray, and he shot the torch with his hate ray. Hate so now ray. the torch hate ray. <laughs> so now the torch hates Spider Man. He's going after Spider Man. So anyway, so like we. Um, so Spidey and the Torch start fighting, you know, cool it, hothead, says Spider-Man. Out of my way, bug brain, says the Torch. Well, the Torch is cooking on all burners today. <laughs> wow, what a warm greeting. And then, of course, the, the Torch throws a fireball, and Spider-Man goes, great balls of fire. Um, Goodness gracious. I know. <laughs> you know, it's like you almost you feel like you want to start stomping on the piano or whatever. Well, so Spider-Man, you know, he starts falling and uh, well, he's saved by an invisible force bubble. And of course, that turns out to be uh, the invisible girl. Right. Well, they spray they anyway. So the, they spray the torch. They, Spidey rips off a fire hydrant, hoses down the torch, and uh, you know the torch says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What was I was I was going bonkers there or whatever?" It's like, boy, all I remember is this this red ray, and and Spider Man's thinking, "Hmm, I wonder who sent that ray." Uh, well, of course, it's obviously you know Mysterio. So Mysterio zaps Spider Man with the hate ray. And uh, so Spidey and the Torch start fighting, and Sue Storm, Sue, Sue, you know, Sue's, Sue's um, you know, she wasn't born yesterday. She figures out that something's wrong. So, you know, she turns invisible and she finds that it's Mysterio. Well, Mysterio then captures her, and uh, Spidey and the Torch, uh, you know, are back to normal, or whatever, because Mysterio's, uh, because when Sue got in a fight with Mysterio, it's Mysterio, kind of like uh, Kevin Conroy in Crisis on Infinite Earths, he just kind of fell back and destroyed his machine and everything. <laughs> um, and um, did anybody watch that? Because that was a so sad. That was a disappointment. But anyway, I, I did not. So I, I had to step away for a moment. Uh, did Jay, we thought you were just invisible. Did so. I miss uh, Did I miss Jr. mentioning the uh, large, easy to read print? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, but but no, I didn't mention it. But uh, but yes, first of all, it is certified by Morgan Freeman. Yes, as being easy to read. Nice. So, do you have a complete run of Spidey Super Stories? I do not. No, I, I don't. I just have I, the first I, couple of years. I, I need to I need to fill those in. Before I sold my entire collection of print comics. Yeah. I did. Oh, that's a that's a good one. I bought them when I was in middle school. I bought them um from a friend of mine for pretty cheap, actually. Yeah. Uh mm -hmm. and because I I didn't really I wasn't big into them at the time they were out. Yeah. Um, and so I bought it cause like, Oh, I actually hadn't read these. And so my friend gave, bought them to me and then I read them and I was like, I'd like my money back because <laughs> these are actually pretty, pretty. I'd like bad. to read them just for the art and the funny and the nostalgia. It's like reading an amazing friends episode, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't go. I mean, if, if you go in reading this under any illusions that, yeah, you're going to get a real comic book. I mean, yeah. it was never intended. It was never, it, it was, <laughs> It was never intended to please the fanboys. By, mean, by it, the way, I'm looking at it, and it, and it looks like Mysterio, when he's running away from the torch and Spidey, he gets in the same helicopter that Thanos was in. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I was <laughs> and thinking about mentioning. The, 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 there's a rental place, and they rent the helicopters yeah. to the bad guys. So like yeah. later, they rent it to Thanos, and it becomes – but anyway, so Mysterio, you know, I mean, 
Mysterio kidnaps Sue, flies away on the Mysterio copter, which mm-hmm. later becomes a Thanos copter. Well, Spidey and the Torch catch up with him, uh, take him to jail, and Mysterio, uh, you know, swears at the very end, rats. Rats. You know, they got him. Whoops, whoops. Okay, there we go. Got him. Yeah. See, rats. You know, because, I mean, what how, what else can you say when you're a supervillain and your paw has been foiled? Yep. So, anyway, so then we have a one-page, you know, introduction to the Torch, if you don't know who the Torch is. But anyway, the Torch's tale. And guest starring Doc Ock. There you go. See? Jo- Johnny Doc versus Ock. Yeah, he's got to stop Ock from stealing the painting. Oh, curses, it's too hot for me. Your goose is cooked, Doc. And the end. <laughs> So now we go to the uh, we go to the uh, middle segment of Spidey Super Stories, which was always a, the a comic version of one of the live action Electric yeah. Company. The actors, yeah. Um, so this is Spider Man versus Spidey versus the look, Mouse. Look, look at that. Hold that up a little closer. That's a weird looking panel, dude, with a big on the right. Yeah, big mm-hmm. pizza pie and a giant mouse in a trench coat. Yep, weird. The mouse is going to steal the cheese. Better okay. than cut it. I hope he doesn't cut it. The, so nothing. No, you guys no. suck. No. <laughs> no. So anyway, so this guy's delivering a pizza, but the mouse comes behind and steals the cheese. He does what? S- steals the no, cheese. No, no, no. <laughs> There's a giant cheese. <laughs> Well, of course, you know, this is, this is, this is bad. I mean, and, uh, oh my God. Yeah. So, so Spidey this, Super this Stories whole... here is predicting the, uh, the wow. Disney buyout. The Disney buyout. The Disney buyout. Yeah. Wow. Mouse. JR, I just read the second panel. Re- read this one. Wow. So the guy knocks on the door and the woman mm-hmm. opens the door. What is her caption? The mouse gets the cheese. No, no, no. I ordered I ordered a pizza, not a cracker. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> no. It, he's, she's calling the, the white guy a cracker. You see it? No, she's not. She's not? She's not. She's not? Oh, he took the cheese off of it. Oh, I guess you could interpret it differently. I interpret it differently. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, Brad. Show, show the panel. I thought it was. I thought it was racist. Brad, Here, show, oh show, show the panel, Jr. Show the panel. Okay, right there. I, I ordered, ordered a pizza, a- not a cracker. <laughs> what do you think? And see, here's the thing, though. This is this is Luis. Okay. Yeah. Luis is not a cracker. Okay. Oh. So, <laughs> Lu- Luis. So, you know, yeah. Her? This is Luis. Luis is literally like like he's, he's either Puerto yeah. Rican or Cuban. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, like he's Latino. So you know, again, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> or he may be wow. Chicano. I can't. I, I was about to say maybe Captain America needs to come up behind you and give you a karate <laughs> chop or whatever. Whoa. So so anyway, so we go do the. Um, this guy was going up I to a cheeseburger racism vendor. racism in my super stories. I'm sorry. Uh, goes up to a cheeseburger vendor, or whatever, and she wants a cheeseburger. Well, <laughs> you know, the mouse just comes and, you know, sucks the cheese off the burger. Does what? This suck, <laughs> sucks the cheese <laughs> off the burger. So, <laughs> well, you know, so Spider-Man is getting pretty, you know, this he has got to stop the mouse. So uh, he just happens to be swinging by and he finds that uh, Morgan Freeman tied to a light post or whatever. 
And uh, <laughs> of course, it doesn't. It doesn't look like Morgan Freeman, but trust me, it was Morgan Freeman. Okay, George. Anyway, you're walking in New York City. Morgan Freeman's tied to a a lamp. Tied to a what, light do do, what do you do, George? I, I probably let him underwear. go and hope that he gives me a lot of money because it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> hopefully he's like, oh, hey, thanks for, thanks for untying me. Here's $10,000. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, anyway, so he's in his underwear. I mean, you know, it's, it's because the mouse, in his underwear. He's in his underwear oh, because man. the mouse, see, this guy was going to be, he was going to be a judge at a cheese show in Yankee Stadium. They're having a big cheese show. Okay. So okay. they've got all these cheeses lined up and the mouse, of course, is wearing the tuxedo that Morgan Freeman was wearing. Okay. So, you know, he just slipped in and nobody noticed that there's this mouse wearing this tuxedo and he's going to steal all this cheese. But, you know, Spider-Man saves the day. You have to show this panel. I've never seen web fluid do this before. Go ahead. Here you he go. Create, he creates a mouse trap with his web fluid. Look at that web fluid mouse trap what in the it world the mouse wow so can't say i've ever seen that where are you coming from spider-man no anyway. who you are so anyway our next story our next story we're actually kind of continuing we, the fantastic we, we, four we've got more we've got but wait there's more and it's the impossible man yeah. and he's sailing through space coming to earth to have a good time so, you know, he goes and he steal he eats a bunch of hot dogs. Then the vendor says he has to pay for him and get money. So he goes to the bank and steals some money. Then he turns into a rocket. Then he turns into a giant green and purple turkey. You know, <coughs> a giant and, uh, turkey. you know, hold that and, image and, up, please, of the impossible man dressed as a turkey. Wow. Turns into a green and purple turkey. Wow. And uh, J. Jonah Jameson, look, hey, there's a giant turkey down there. What Get a in the world? Marker. Well, of course, you know, Peter can't just take a picture. When he sees a giant green and purple turkey, this is a job for Spider-Man. And okay? what, what what does the caption of Spider-Man say? Boy, what Moments a great... Moments later. Yeah, there it is. Moments later. Boy, what a... I'd better bag that big bad bird. <laughs> But the impossible man, you know, the impossible <laughs> man turns in, turns into a giant pair of scissors and cuts his way out of the webbing. And then, yeah. you know, he, he he and Spidey decide to chill out. And the impossible man says, hey, you know, I'm from the planet Pop-Up, you know, and uh, I'm just here on a vacation. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tear up the town. You know, uh, I, I've seen a lot of tourism websites for that planet Pop-Up. Yeah, it's on the Internet a lot. Pop-Up. Come on. That's a joke. Pop-up ads. Get it? It's it's almost 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, we were talking about we were talking about interesting titles. Yeah. And uh, uh and here's the uh, and in fact I have to be I, the 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 part 2 is called Behind the Green Door. Right. <laughs> That's is that a drug reference? In the, no, Brad. That's not a drug the green door. <laughs> that's no. What is Brad. it? What's behind the green door? What's that's that a, reference? That's a, that's a porn reference. No. Yes. <laughs> There's a porn reference in Spidey Super Stories. Literally, literally, literally behind the green door is a is the name of a porn. Is a, a it, classic. It very, porn very famous. Yes, classic '70s porn movie. Wow. Behind did, the green how door. How did that pass PBS? Double Whoa. double build double build with deep throat. So, oh my uh, was, gosh. Well, the people that were, were working at PBS back in those days probably 
weren't really all, all aware. Vinkman says in YouTube chat, whenever Brad tries to make a joke, crickets. No, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes Brad says some things and in and, 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 and Brad's defense, it's just it's getting late. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been up since like 630 and I'm, I'm kind of tired. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. The Hulk's here. That's right. Behind the green door is the Hulk. Which, not a bad, bad triple X movie. OK. And actually, just just let you know, Behind the Green Door is a 1972 American feature-length pornographic film, widely considered one of the genre's classic pictures, and one of the films that uttered in the golden a ushered in the golden age of porn, starring Marilyn Chambers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Marilyn Chambers as Gloria Saunders, and Johnny Keys as the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Okay, so, go ahead. The green door has Bruce. You don't want to hear behind the green anymore. Yeah. So anyway, so I yes, there was boys a song and girls, about that too. They but. slip in a pornographic reference in Spidey, in Spidey Super, Super Stories. So anyway, well, behind the green door is the Hulk. Yeah, you know, and so you know the Impossible Man decides to you know mess with the Hulk, and of course the Hulk is you know pretty ill-tempered, and um, so what the Impossible Man eventually does is he reduces himself to the size of a fly. He gets on Hulk's nose, and Hulk decides to smash him and knocks himself out. Please show this, Jr. This the the shot of a confused-looking Hulk with an Impossible Man on his nose. What in the world? What Hulk, in the world? Hulk knocks himself out. Man. Well, you know as. The, well, and then it was kind of like, you know, kind of like that classic Star Trek episode, uh, Squire of Gothos, where Trelane's parents uh, show up and decide to take him away, saying you've caused yeah. too much trouble. It's time to come home. Well, uh, <laughs> more pop 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 More pop-up ads, yeah. Pretty well, pretty well uh, tell the impossible man, <laughs> you've had your fun. Uh, now it's time to come home. So that boys and girls is issue number 20 of Spidey super stories. And, uh, hopefully you didn't cut out the Marv, the Spidey, the Spidey number stamps, the Spidey super story stamps. And you can get a year subscription to Spidey super stories for $4 and a half for four and a half for 12 bi-monthly issues yeah which actually though is not you know that's not bad if you look here at uh and that was just six issues mm -hmm. here going back to spectacular spider-man number one mm -hmm. uh subscription rate four dollars for 12 issues that's an extra 50 so, cents by the so way J joey in 1976 you can get a full year for now what you can get maybe one, one month jo joey in youtube chat says jr has now moved on to porn history <laughs> you know that's you know see, that's why you get see spidey suit of uh, sp uh, spider history is not just uh uh revisiting <laughs> old spider-man comics it's revisiting american culture there you okay? go there so you go. like you get i mean you know folks you learn you expand your horizons are broadened yeah. by spider history well we're not expanding smarter than when you arrive well, i that's debatable so that was december 1976 good month or bad month go you know peter parker spectacular spider-man number one you know a must-have in everybody's uh, yep. collection uh so yeah it was it was a good month i mean uh you know amazing 163 had a you know couple of uh 
you know, like, you know, minor, minor little historical points, you know, Liz and Harry start getting close. Peter gets his apartment furnished. Um, you know, a typical stupid Marvel team up story, but not still not as stupid as the adventures of the man killer, you know? <laughs> so, um, Wait, it, it was a decent one. I, I thought there was racism in the book of Spidey Superstars. Come to think there was actually a porn reference. Gotta love it. All right. That was December. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to. Uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.